Things are a-changing. It's happening. And we are here to tell you all about what's going on in our gardens at the beginning of the season change from summer to fall. No! In most people's opinions, no! the greatest season, but not so much mine. No! Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening as we learn to grow and grow for change. Okay. You got like a uh, brontosaurus outside your window or something? I tell you, it reminds me though, I need to call and make an appointment to have my car checked out. I um I picked up my uncle, this is a couple of weeks back, and he's like, it's running kind of loud, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, damn it, it is, right? <laughs> so that was literally not even like a, um, a big truck, like maybe one of those... Um, is it four by fours? You know, the older Bronco kind of trucks. Yeah. That's, they're loud. Yeah. That's what that was. I saw An it. An OJ truck? Yeah. I saw it drive up the street and I was like, oh, that's loud. I'm wondering if that, the yeah. podcast is going to pick that up. Then I saw it come back down. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> when your eyes perked up, I said, goodness. This is. Yeah. We had to pause just for a second on that this one. This is urban living, though, man. I'm in the middle hey, of a man. big city. <laughs> it is what it is, you know? There's not but so much you can do or eliminate yeah. from it. Here we are. So, um, we were talking before the podcast, you were supposed to remind me of something and I, I remembered I did when too. I stepped away. Yeah. You did too? I did. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're, we're adding in, um, if you haven't noticed, we're going to add in listener questions and we have one. So I'm going to read it off and then, um, it's quiz time. All right. Are you ready? I am, but I just want to note that because you receive the question and read the question in advance, I'm at somewhat of a disadvantage because I'm hearing it right here for the first time. But I'm ready, man. It's go time. Let's go. Don't see here. Mm -hmm. See, now you're going to make me pause. Mm -hmm. You can't be justifying what the outcome is before you even know what. At least wait and get defensive until after it's read. I'm saying you're going to hear fresh Batavia, top of her head, experience oozing out, where Ben has had time to consult his buddy, uh, P. Allen Smith. (laughs) Yes, right. My man. My man. Uh. Pots and pans. All right. Hey, I absolutely love y'all. I have a quick question for you. Not sure if either one of you of you have had issues with this, but I'm in Alabama and the bees, which by the way, the fact that she typed y'all means you're in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bees have made nests, mainly yellow jackets and some other weird red wasp I've never seen before. The bees are great, but not when they have made a home in some of your veggies. Do y'all know a way of discouraging bees to make a nest in the middle of a crop? I gave them, I have them in my Brussels sprouts and kale, and I've tried to bury the nest, but they just keep rebuilding. I don't want to kill them, just encourage them to make a home elsewhere. Thanks, guys. So, this is incredible because in all the years of my outdoor 
you know, gardening and other activities. You know, I I ran for a number of years and I think maybe I've been stung by a bee maybe once. But guess what happened this weekend? You got stung. God dang on right, right? And so I, when people visit my garden, they're all like, you know, common pedestrians are all like, oh my gosh, there's a bee. And I'm all calm. I'm like, you know, the bee whisperer, you know, I kind of keep an eye on where they are and I move about. And out of nowhere, so they've been, it's been really wet here. And I actually saw something recently at the end of the season, the summer season, they're basically on the search to get nectar to fill up their bellies for the coming winter. Right. So they're just all over the place in my yard. And again, you know, they don't touch me. I mind my business. They mind theirs until (laughs) I don't know if I had been teasing them or not but I wasn't even near a plant I was just walking back on the porch and I didn't see it or even hear it but I felt it I'm just like damn it so then it was a bee a bee well you know what I'm assuming it was a bee and not a wasp or something I didn't see it but I could see the spot that it stung me like immediately and I was like you know, you know what we do, Googling. What are you supposed to do with the bee sting? My joke was, is it white wine, red wine, or beer? What do I use yeah. to treat it? Um, so. Nothing. Yeah, I'm fine. This is days later. I mean, the arm yeah, still looks like it's going to be usable. We'll find out, though. It's not going to fall off. Yeah, do I need to cure this? Like, the arm? Like... Yeah. <laughs> you know how to cure it, right? Yeah, clearly. Make sure I keep so it when dry. I was like... Way back in the day when I was a mechanic, mm. I'd get cut mm-hmm. and my boss would come up and he'd be like, we got to cure the meat. <laughs> and it's only when you cut it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you got to cure the meat. Oh, I'm like, no. okay, go ahead. And he'd pull out a salt shaker and pour it right on the cut. And it hurt oh. like a biatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it worked or not, but he always, I'd be like, he, you cut? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to cure the meat. Oh. He, I think he was just trying to torture when me. When we get done, though, I'm going to call you so you can listen to my car when it, it turns on, so you can tell me what's happening I there. Knew, I knew I should have said anything, <laughs> but I will. But in all in all, um, that's a story because it did just happen. You know, I'm glad that you had a chance to read this and, and perhaps, you know, respond and research. I don't know. I've never I had this. Responded. Yeah, I've never had and this before. And it was before. interesting. Um, <clears throat> I read that and then I went to a couple other places just in general browsing. Mm-hmm. And there was like a rash of people having this mm-hmm. issue. And so, I mean, I, resp- I responded to her. And really, so the way it works is yellow jackets like to build nests in the ground. Oh, okay. As do wasps. So if you don't catch it in time... You're kind of screwed, right? So my advice to her was like, you know, if it's really bad right now, I don't see a whole lot you can do, especially because you don't want to kill them. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's, uh, I believe, I can't remember now, but I believe it was under her garden. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to spray like anything in there to kill them. Um, And I respect the fact that she didn't want to kill them. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So there's enough problems as there is. Um, that being said, I told I suggested spraying neem oil on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to see if that I haven't gotten an update yet, but just to kind of see if that worked because it would just the taste is displeasurable to yeah, them. Yeah. So it might encourage them to go elsewhere. And I know there are organic treatments for them, but I don't know the names of mm-hmm. them. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm going to be straight up. So my son is obsessed with Billy the Exterminator. <laughs> 
And he's always using, I'm serious. And I mean, when I was watching it back in the day, that's where I learned how to trap animals that got in my garden mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and remove them. But he uses like a chrysanthemum oil. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> he uses that as a uh, a friendly, you know. Deterrent, it's, yeah. You know, I believe if I'm not mistaken, it does kill them. Oh. But you can spray it in your face mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's just oil of the chrysanthemum mm-hmm. flower. But um, other than that, like, I really don't know much else to do mm. other than stay vigilant and see, you know, catch it early. Because, you know, you can see a wasp building yeah, a nest. Yeah, yeah. So, I may have um, a source that has some additional detail, you know. Well, let me know if you hear back from her and I, I'll re- I will reach out to see, one, if yeah. I'm going to be able to keep my arm, right? I think you'll be okay. Two, it's my right arm, too. That's my dominant um, arm. Um, you know, I had started years ago wanting to be, I'm not even going to try to say the word where you can use both hands because I'm just going to get tongue tied. I was like, oh, I should start using my left arm more. And, you know, I didn't keep up with it. And now, I mean, this could be it. But anyway. Left-handed people are freaks. My boss is a left-handed person. And you're exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know a lot of people are left-handed. Actually, I Actually, I do know a lot of the people are left-handed for there to be such a small percentage. Mm-hmm. And they're they're pretty cool, yeah. but I always joke with them. They're like, that's not funny. Yeah. I'm like, come on, get over yeah, especially it. Especially depending on how old that person is. Because, you know, there's like this whole thing around children trying, I mean, basically being forced to write with their other hand, you know, because yeah. it was deemed, you know, you're not okay if you're writing with your left hand. Now, if you're left-handed, I will not sit next to you at the dinner table, though. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that now. Oh, that's so funny. That's I have a good happen. buddy and a colleague of mine, and we were doing like a world tour for work back in 2015, 2016, and we're talking about like long haul flights, you know, so we were going over to London and he's left-handed. So every time we would make travel arrangements, there was this whole thing of like, make sure that I get this seat and he gets this seat, you know, and I'm just like, oh, good gosh. Yeah. Right. Uh, and if you guys hear me coughing, I'm. it's not COVID. My allergies are kicking in because the seasons are changing. Yeah, so yeah. don't freak out. But um, yeah, so... There's a lot of stuff going on in the garden. Well, before we get into the garden, I just want to say thanks for the question. I love, I don't love hearing about problems, but I'm so intrigued about things that are going on, even if they're common to me and other people's gardens. Um, Because while I've seen, you know, bees building nests and mostly it's birds for me that I have trouble with when it comes to nests being in odd places. I've never heard of that. So it's just kind of one thing to put into my, my garden journal in my mind. Yeah, hopefully we don't speak it into fruition for our own gardens, though. That's the only issue I have. I seem to have done that this year. Yeah. It's been a real issue for me. But no, you know, I'm with you. I don't know if I would have ever thought of that, but I could totally see Mm -hmm. it being a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now that she's mentioned it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like last year I had an infestation of fire ants in my garden. Mm -hmm. So it was like the last, about this time of last year, I couldn't even dig in my garden at all. It was rough. So, you know. <clears throat> which led me on the whole massacre of ants, which I will kill an ant oh, quick. I actually have an infestation of army ants. Those are the little black yeah, ones, the, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, little piss ants. I'm calling them army ants. I think th- what I have are the little black ants and they are driving me crazy. Yeah. Are they around your um, okra? No, no. They're like on my porch, like trying to make mm. their way into the kitchen. Mm. Yeah. They're trying to come in before it gets cold. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> What you looking at out the window, man? Oh, I'm looking at the white cabbage moth. 
<laughs> like <laughs> I try to you, you see me I'm like just oh, oh you're just sitting out there looking out the blue. window I'm like podcast is over yeah, here yeah yeah here. it's so pretty though this is so this window is to my front yard and so I still have hibiscus blooming which you know it's pretty cool they started it at the beginning of August they're the ones I have are late bloomers mm. <laughs> that's kind of funny sorry uh so anyway they're late bloomers and um yeah, I thought they had spent all of their blooms, but no, nah, I still got a couple of them, which actually remind me, you won't remind me because I won't remember either, but I'm sure it'll come around. <clears throat> I actually have a really good idea for next year's garden uh, for okra. But anyhow, we'll talk about that. Okay. I'll remind you yeah. of that. Well, yeah, because you I'll, know I'll my it, issue with okra. I can't stay away from it, but it doesn't do me any yeah. good. You know? <laughs> so what's going on in your garden? Um. So... I have potatoes. I harvested the last container of potatoes this morning, just so I'd be able to give a very current update. Um, And I was pulling it up. I basically harvested five different containers. I was growing them for the very first time. Oh, shoot. Rewind. What's going on in my garden? Ask me again. What's going on in your garden, Batavia? I have potatoes. Oh, there it is. I'm telling you, we need a a, a podcast assistant. I'm already <clears> falling <throat> off on the job. We need a dedicated bell ringer. Yeah, man. That's your only job. All right. So five containers. Um, I was, I planted them like there are three different sets of potatoes. I planted them on three different days, like the very end of, um, Hold on, wait, stop. No? Okay. You said your potatoes are in containers? I grew them in containers. What kind of containers? Um, I used, I'm not sure of the question, I used 20-gallon grow bags. I used one grow bag. That's, that's the question okay. I needed And then to I have, I had four other um, of these big kind of totes I got from Lowe's. Um, they're 20 gallons as well. They have like handles on either side. They're blue and not very attractive. So they're in the backyard. Um, so yeah, I grew them in That's perfect. Those That's what I want to know. Yeah. I w- okay. Now I want data. Yeah. I'm pulling it up now on my spreadsheet. I knew you had a spreadsheet, <laughs> you freak of nature. Listen, now I'm just trying to tell you, you organize yourself the way that you organize yourself and I organize myself the way that I do. I just want to tell everybody a little um, insight behind the podcast. We have a a monthly meeting about planning (laughs) for the podcast and we share a spreadsheet and I watch Batavia work on it and my little icon sits still and she's dancing all around, got all this stuff going on. It's crazy. So I've never no shocker that she's got a spreadsheet about her potato harvest. I've never ever met a spreadsheet that I didn't either love immediately or find a way to love. Um, so I started off in, let me see if I can pull it up here. I started it off in May of 2020, of course. 20. So I planted my russet potatoes. I had two, three containers of russet potatoes. Um, and then I planted, um, red chieftain, like a red skin potato. So I planted that mm-hmm. in, um, it's April 27th, May 12th and June 6th. Those are my planting dates, right? Okay. So the russet potatoes are long, uh, season, um, and the red chieftain and the gold, um, 
the regular Yukon Gold kind of potato. That was a mid-season. Um, <clears> so... <throat> I'm going to pull up the figures. I'm very pleased. Like, I actually have a video coming out where I may or may not be holding back tears um, because, I mean, it's, you you know, you know how this whole year with root vegetables have been for me and you know how um, kind of my fear of, you know, those root vegetables go. So I'm very pleased with the harvest overall. I will say, though, the fifth container left me with a womp, womp, womp moment. Like that happens. literally I held <clears throat> the so potatoes wait. in my hand, the potato harvest. I need to know how do the grow bags produce? What did you get out of them? Alrighty. So grow bag. Cause I want to do that. I'm thinking about doing grow bags next year, mm-hmm. but I want you and in particular the purple thumb gardener mm-hmm. to tell me before I make my, I'm basing my decision off you two young ladies. So yeah. And they're pretty reasonably <laughs> priced as well. So they're so cheap. Yeah. So this is actually the second year that I've grown in grow bags, but not for, um, I did flowers last year. Um, yeah. so last year were flowers and I reused one <clears> of those bags. It sat outside on my, um, front porch or my front yard all year long, like all winter long. So froze over, you know, thawed out. It's durable. So one, just from a durability standpoint, I think it's worth the investment Two, It was hard for me to gauge kind of the water and the wetness in it. It isn't exactly like a container, uh, like a regular plastic container. Um, but I'm going to go off and say, if you want to grow and grow bags, go for it, especially if that grow bag can sit inside like real dirt, because whatever those plants are, if you have big roots, it'll just go straight through the bag and start connecting to that dirt for the potatoes. Well, rip the Will it rip the bag? Depending on how big the roots are. Um, okay. So for my potatoes, they didn't go that far down, right? You know, so okay. the ba- bottom of the bag is intact. I also have sweet potatoes, which I haven't harvested yet in grow bags. So I'll let you know when that comes up and how I feel about that. Um, but the 20 gallon grow bags, I got, I only had one for the white potatoes. I got, let me count, three, three, six, three next to nothing three pounds for bag one container one three pounds six pounds of potatoes three pounds again and then i got like again i basically got my seed potatoes back in edible potatoes okay well hold on hold on Mm -hmm. how many potatoes did you put in how many plants did you have in each bag no i'm gonna say maybe five so i think i have some pictures of this maybe i did like four around the circumference of the bag and then one in the middle and one in the middle yeah could you have done more um spacing wise or looking at did how the plants grew to? no so they were okay. really full the containers were really full the last <sighs> container that i got nothing from i really believe that it is related to um the damage that the beetle had the, remember the potato, Colorado potato beetle? <clears throat> that was the last yeah. thing that I planted, which means that that was the youngest plant. Um, so, all right, finally found it. Um, I'm going to give you the stats real quick. Uh, container number one, which was the grow bag, rusted potato planted on 
in April, harvested 120 days later. I got three pounds, three ounces of potatoes. Um, the next container was the blue 20 gallon container planted on the same day, harvested 120 days later. I got three pounds, 12 ounces. So I got slightly more out of the blue container than I did the grow bag. Right. I don't know that that makes a difference, you know, like the growing medium there. Um, The third container I planted on the same date, you know, in April, I waited like 140 days based on my calculation here. Didn't get any more potatoes. It was three pounds, eight ounces. So almost this is what three and a half pounds. But then I had the jackpot. So that was all off of one package of seed potatoes, russet potatoes, um, long season. So then I had the Red Chieftain, which I ordered online. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. again, red skin potato. I only had them planted, um, let's see, I think it's two containers. So the first container for the Red Chieftain produced six pounds of potatoes, okay. which is super cool. I harvested those. Those are a mid-season variety. I harvested those after 110 days. I went to the next container for Red Chieftain, and it was uh, 120 days, so I waited longer. Didn't matter. I got three and a half pounds out of that one. And then the very... So why, so why did you get double out of one container? That's what I want to know. Who knows? Who knows? I can look back at some of the footage. Play the footage? No. <laughs> um, Roll it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's what I got. That's a, that's that's a significant difference, too. You need to figure out how you got double out of that Mm -hmm. so when you pulled out the grow bags and you started digging in there there wasn't it wasn't chock full of potatoes right no 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 okay because i've seen stuff where they're like you open up and it's like there ain't no more dirt in there it's all potatoes that wasn't my experience at all first off um and we had briefly talked about this uh i don't have the measurements maybe it's like a foot tall, those containers, um, maybe even taller. So think. No. Hmm? Go ahead. I'm so, sorry. My mind's working faster than you're talking. That's okay. Sorry. So I should have brought the container in. Um, the potatoes were maybe halfway down. So I dumped the containers over. And, you know, I kind of started, you know, digging around, but more than half of the soil had basically no potatoes at all. So the potatoes only grew using about half of the soil that was in the container. So my containers, and I'm talking about deep, not necessarily wide. So I think they would have grown, they had the potential to grow more if it was wider. But what I've learned as a part of this is depth, that much depth isn't needed for potatoes, or at least in this container it wasn't. Well, okay, so that's that's what my question is, though. Mm -hmm. When you planted your potatoes, did you continue to put... um, to pile the dirt around them or did you just put them in and let them grow? Um, I did both methods. So now I have, I haven't, listen, I just harvested the last container. I don't have all of my data here. Um, so one or but two of them, yeah, one or two of them, I used the uh, method where I just stuffed the potato straight down. Where I filled the container all the way up into the top and just put, put the seed potato straight down. All of the other ones I used the mounting method or mounding. So I basically put the uh, uh, soil mixture in. I used third peat moss, a third uh, compost, a third um, potting mix. All of that's bag stuff, right? And so I mixed all of that up and then I filled the container about two thirds-ish 
and planted my seed potatoes, covered it and let the potato mm-hmm. um, leaves grow up. And then I continue to add soil. So the majority okay. of these containers have that. I'm going to look back. It'd be really great if the six pounder, the one I got the six pounds off of was the one that I basically just stuffed the potatoes down and I didn't do the mounding, but we'll see. We'll roll. Yeah, the video. I'd be surprised if that was the case, yeah. uh, but, and I think that's like, <clears throat> so what a lot of people will do is you'll start, with the container lower Mm -hmm. and then continue to mound. And I think that's how you get the potatoes all the way through Mm -hmm. the whole Mm -hmm. container. You know what I mean? But I think as you, but see, I think the problem is though, as you mound, when you put that dirt up on that stem, that starts that clock over, I believe. Well, they, they're supposed to grow off of the stem. So we know that and how long the stem is should determine. So basically it's from the point of where that seed potato is to the top of that soil line. They're growing in between and off of those stems. Um, So the idea of me filling the soil to the top and stuffing the potato, it just took longer for that um, stem to emerge, right? Because it had to grow through all of that soil. Um, But it shouldn't, if if I did the same measurement, if I did it, you know, basically a arm's length going from my fist to my elbow down that was about the distance between the top of the container to where i put the seed potato you think it'd be the same you know as far as the placement goes and in turn as it's far very as interesting growth. yeah so now i have to find out what the next person says yeah the purple and then the purple thumb gardener yeah. i mean she's had some really nice looking potatoes too i will say yeah. though out of all of the potatoes the size of the potatoes were pretty small so I had just okay. a, literally a handful that were like for the russets. I thought, you know, when you see russets in the store, they're like known for baked potato size. Right. Yeah. Not it. That not it. Yeah. So you probably should have left them longer, maybe. I don't know. So I, I've been doing a bunch of research, meaning a bunch of Google searches on at what point the uh, potatoes actually stop growing. So remember the whole idea of my plants never flowered. So that's one bit of information like the. Right. But that's that's not a bad that's not nec- that doesn't blip, dip, dip, mm-hmm. dip, dip, that Rewind. doesn't make that much of a difference, because from what I understand, and and I've had this before is like sweet potatoes don't always flower. So Yeah, so um let me know if you're done so I can finish my thoughts there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was I rude? <laughs> no, no, no. Was no, I rude? No. This is you and I, man. It's it's all good. Uh, so I was just pointing out that fact. So because it never flowered, I never had that gauge of, oh, after it flowers, then that two to three week period of time. Like I never had that as a line in the sand. So I had to basically use how long um, these plants had been growing. They had basically died, right? You know, so I didn't have the big, beautiful leaves anymore, but they hadn't completely died where it looked like, you know, around Halloween, everything's like all brown and crispy. It did look like that. But we're approaching on like, you know, 100 plus days, especially for mid season, right. which, you know, I think it's anywhere between 70 some and 90 some days. So I didn't want the potatoes to rot. And we're getting into the wetter part of the, the year for me. Um, so right. when I was saying I was researching how long potatoes, uh, at what point does the potato plant stop growing? You know, so once the point of the the leaves have died or are dying, there's not any more potato growth that's happening from what I've researched. Uh, it instead allows that potato to get, um, how should I say, um, more um, 
firm, if you will. So the ones right. I took out, so you're drying it out, you're holding back water. The ones that I took out today, like the three or four potatoes that I got out of the last container, when I washed them, I ate them for breakfast because there was no sense in me, you know, curing those. But when I washed them, you can see the skin coming off of them, right? Where my um, other potatoes were a bit more taut because it's, again, been very wet. I had been covering the container, so it wasn't getting like the monsoon of rain that we've been getting lately because um, I knew I was going to harvest them this week. So anyway, um, yeah, man, I mean, I, you can knock me over with a feather. Potatoes success. <clears throat> yeah, I'm still waiting on my sweet potatoes, man. Sweet potatoes or I'm white potatoes give... or both? You're still okay, waiting. Okay, so I put in sweet potatoes and I put in white potatoes, mm-hmm. and the sweet potatoes overtook the white potatoes. Oh, yeah, so yeah. if I get one white potato, <laughs> I, I call it a success yeah. because they just choked them out. But um, I'm in the process of not watering now, getting them prepared mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for this. So um, I don't know if I, I have about a week left. And then I might shoot them some water. It depends on how they look. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't quite decided because they're still pretty warm. So I'd like to give them a little bit more time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. But um, that's very interesting. I, I um, you know, I potatoes take a lot of space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, when they grow. So putting them in a container is a great idea, but I just don't know. I'm not sold. You know what I mean? I haven't seen enough. To be frank, my um, biggest concern, I'm just looking for the um, the method that I use just for my peace of mind now. My biggest concern for the potatoes before I knew I was going to harvest potatoes, like when I first dumped the very first container, I basically dumped it and started pulling off the dirt at the very bottom where there was nothing. And I was just like trying mm-hmm. to you know, prepare myself like, you're not going to cry, girl. You're not going to cry. And so obviously, as I got closer to the, the stem, I started seeing potatoes. Um, but it's the soil. It's the expense of the soil for me. So I literally mm-hmm. in my spreadsheet have, you know, <laughs> plant date, harvested date, total number of days, ounces. How much did I pay for these seed potatoes? This is we're letting you inside of Batavia's mind, like trying to balance out the expense for, I haven't even added the soil to it. And it's not a big deal that, oh, you have to buy the soil to plant them, but it's the big deal about now how I reuse the soil, you know? So I'm going to make a prediction. Okay, here we go. I think for the amount that you paid to grow those 20 pounds of potatoes, mm-hmm. roughly that you got, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaking yep. my quick math, mm-hmm. um, you probably could have gone to the store and bought, maybe 300 pounds of tomatoes (laughs) potatoes i'm not i'm I'm being serious no i couldn't have i actually looked in potatoes are five dollars a bag yeah so i actually did some research and not counting today i went to like organic potatoes so i grew them organically um i think without the soil i broke even yeah i'm sure i'm positive what kind of soil did you use i use organic um potting mix and certified organic absolutely with batavia stamp so oh here we go hold on wait let me roll my 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 shorts up because it's getting deep in here (laughs) so by my count the value the street value no in all seriousness um in chicago i would have paid about 26 dollars for the quantity for the 20 pounds i have of potatoes and Let's just say I paid just under that for the seed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so yeah, so it's, it's kind of hit or miss. You know what I mean? It's, it's interesting. And it, I, I love that you're doing mm-hmm. that. I really do because it's important that if you're growing your food, that you're not like getting yourself in a deep, huge yeah. financial yeah. hole trying to get a damn potato. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous. So, but to your point, potatoes are, I feel like, reasonably priced in the stores. And yes. um, if it wasn't my absolute favorite thing, it's one of my top fa- five favorite foods or types of foods or meals. Um, I would say, all right, great job. You, you know, you grew potatoes this year and I move on. But it is one of my favorite things. So now it's about improving my gains, right? You know, so is this the best growing medium for me in these containers? So I'm going to grow potatoes again. Don't don't get it twisted now. It's going to happen again. And you, you know, know what you do? I'm going to leverage uh, my 401k and I'm going to invest <laughs> in this dream. <laughs> Grow a quarter of the tomatoes and use the rest for potatoes. You know what? I almost I almost like went rated r like <laughs> i know i know you did i was pulling it back man um i know you which did. reminds me I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another quick update i did account for this episode not including the tomatillos i ended up with 13 planted tomatoes 10 yeah 13 total 10 in um in ground or in a raised bed and three in containers so oh, that's not bad no not that bad and i'm also going to at some point since it's not going to get to 80 degrees today, I'm probably, once I wrap up with work today, going to pull up one of my, my last cherry tomato plants. Yeah, I'm going to pull up all my tomato plants today. Oh no, my tomatoes are still kicking butt, but the cherry tomato, you can see that it's diseased and I'm not going to make the mistake of letting it spread. Well, you know how mine was. So I wanted to see if it would come back and it did come Mm -hmm. back. But at this point, it's like, man, what are, what are you doing? Yeah. You're wasting almost three quarters of a bed just to try and get like a couple tomatoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just like call it good, call it what it yeah. is and move yeah. on. But it did produce so, more tomatoes after the um, the disease, right? I got two more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got two more. So and the disease is actually starting to come back. Oh, OK, yeah. And it's like, man, if I have to trim out more then it's just like, you know, you're just in this never ending mm-hmm, cycle. Yeah. And so that's where the tough decision has to come in. But I'm in a perfect time now where I can go. At this point, I probably can't start seeds. I could, but I wouldn't get it as as soon of a harvest as I would mm-hmm. like. So I'll probably buy some seedlings to drop in. But it's just it's the right decision to make. For you tomatoes know I mean? or just some other fall crop? Some other some, fall okay. crop. You know what I mean? Which I prefer anyways mm-hmm. over tomatoes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I looked at... and. I was looking at pictures and looking at um, what I was harvesting in July versus this mm-hmm. year. And I was like a month behind for some reason. Mm. So I was way behind in my tomato harvest for this year. So, Which is interesting because okay. you started earlier, right? That's why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I was behind. Yeah. You started because earlier, but the plants were smaller than you would normally They were plant. smaller. Yeah. And they were like four times as big last mm-hmm. year. So... You know, and it's it, honestly, it was because I was sitting here messing around with the podcast and I was like, oh, I need to go start mine. And I knew I was a month late yeah, starting them. Yeah. So, but that's okay. You know, I still got plenty of tomatoes, you know, and even after I had to cut everything off, I still harvested tomatoes for another two weeks. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty happy with that. Now, the, anyways, that's for a different podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, but no, things are going in the garden, but, 
the question for me is not what's going on in my garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's what's going to go on in my garden. Ooh, okay. Future state? Future state. No. Hold on. You ready? I got my finger right above the ringer. The bell. Pa- Papa Bear got a greenhouse. <gasps> Oh, let me stop the rigging. Okay. All right. Sorry. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I'm uh, I'm pumped. So. Oh, I'm so happy for you. All right. So it's is gonna... it, you, don't, you don't have it up yet, right? Hell no. Okay. All right. Because I was, you know, I'm basically like, we need to wrap this thing up because you need to get me on video so we can, <laughs> I can watch this thing live, right? Oh, that's so freaking cool. No, it's um I you know, it's something that I've been dreaming about for many, many mm-hmm. years and never really pulled the trigger on yeah. it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just kinda like, yeah, one day, one yeah. day, one day. And um I'm actually waiting for hurricane season to die off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good and idea. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up and um you know, because for me in the summertime, it's not gonna be much use. Because mm-hmm, it's far I, too I, hot. Yeah. I bet it'd be hundred and fifty degrees mm-hmm, in there easy. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what you vent in it, yeah. so but I've got a plan on how to plan it and everything. So I'm curious to see like how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is very you know separate I mean? from your garden beds. Like you're, this is going to be a whole separate setup, right? Actually. Or it's going to go on top of the garden beds. It's going to go on top of oh. one of the wild beds. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've made that decision. So it's not huge. It's not like some massive It doesn't massive have to be though. Thing. Yeah. No, it's six by six feet by eight feet. So, um, I mean, does this literally I, put you in December if you wanted? And year round. Yeah. So, I mean, year round growing certain things. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> so it's not like you just put up a greenhouse like, I'm going to grow tomatoes mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. year round. Hell yeah. It doesn't work quite that way yeah. unless you want heaters and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, I got to build it. So I've got it in boxes and, um, We'll see how it goes, man. You know, it's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle. First of all, my dad wants to help me build it, which is always <laughs> a good argument waiting That's to happen. so cute already. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not cute, actually. But um, yeah, so I'm going to I plan to plant peas in it. For the like winter, bush, like peas that that uh, trail that runners. OK, yeah. So in the backside, because, you know, I got to I'm measuring sunlight right now mm-hmm. as we speak mm-hmm. and as of right now i'm at four hours of sunlight i think and i believe it's probably about done now so i'm probably getting about four and a half hours oh and the time hasn't changed yet either the time has not changed but the leaves are still on the trees uh-huh. okay you see what i'm saying no, so I'm, I'm so as the leaves fall oh, you'll oh, get, get more, more light. sunlight yeah yeah okay gotcha mm-hmm. you see what mm-hmm. i'm saying so that being said, and then plus if you're growing like lettuce and stuff, it doesn't need as much sunlight. So, you know, I can grow lettuce and whatnot, and then I can start seedlings. I can also put a light in there if I wanted to. So there's a lot of stuff that's workable, but I'm not totally sold on the location yet. And it is the best location physically, mm-hmm. but maybe not theoretically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the other way it's, around. It's the you, furthest from your house. When it comes to the garden area, though, right? No. Oh, it's closer? It's the, it's the one that has the least amount of light. That's the problem. Okay. No, I'm asking about, like, 
So how close are you? How close is this in proximity to your home? It's close. It's the closest garden to the house. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In my mind, I have it pictured differently. I have where the wild things live, like way out where they live in my mind. So okay. Well, it's so if you walk out my back door, the wild things is a. Uh, if you walk back to my gardens before you get to the main gardens, mm-hmm. it's off to the side, but it's back into the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking so. about like the how often you'll actually get there. Um, so I have a. F- I'll be in that bitch every day. <laughs> I have a far less official um, what happens if you want to grow food when it's cold outside. So I set up this, uh, remember the um, wire racks? So I went to Menards because Menards for me is always going to be slightly cheaper than my Home Depots or Lowe's, no matter where I go within Illinois, right? Menards is always going to be that discount. They always have this rebate offer. And so I went there to check out their wire racks because I wanted to Mm -hmm. do two things. One, move a wire rack into the garage, move the one that was already into the garage back into the basement to use to store food, right? Um, So my potatoes, all 20 pounds of them, are curing in the basement now on that rack. They had been stacked up on milk crates before. Um, so the smaller rack was moved out of the garage and back into the basement. And the newly purchased rack, a uh, shelving unit basically is what it is, uh, was over the course of a day and a half as I built the configuration with five shelves up and said, nah, that isn't going to work. So now basically it's... Um, two shelving units sitting right next to each other. It almost creates like a workspace, which is kind of cool. But my idea, and we'll see how far this gets because I have grow lights is to bring a grow light inside of the garage or three. Um, And so we'll talk about this more offline, but I'm thinking for those super, super cold nights. So we know before it gets into constant freezing, the garage is going to be warmer than it will be outside when it gets to 32 or whatever. So it'll be warmer inside of the garage. So I'm thinking of doing two things. One, some of the smaller containers that I'm growing things like lettuce in that I just started, um, moving them into the garage once that weather really gets cold. Because although lettuce Mm -hmm. is a little bit more hardy, it still isn't going to survive repeated freezes, right? Um, right? And then I thinking that depending on how that goes once it gets super cold remember when the water bottle freezes of wrapping Mm -hmm. some of the unlimited plastic that i have on top of the shelving unit to insulate it a little Mm -hmm. bit more um hold that thought i will hold holding it just hold that thought yeah until another day yeah Yeah, we can set that up easily. So this is not um, greenhouse. This is like the, I have to like baby step things. And no, that is greenhouse. Well, no, the reason why I'm saying like it's not like I want your greenhouse. I haven't seen it, but I want it. I want you to clone it with a 3D printer um, and then ship it to me. It's going to cost me more in shipping than anything else. Um, So I want that in my future world. Right now, I have most of these tools, right? I have most of the material with the exception of the thing that I just bought. Um, And I want to know like if I'm really in it. Will I really be going outside in December to check on vegetables? In January to check on vegetables. I I toyed with that for a long time. Mm -hmm before we got it and um 
you know, my whole theory is if it's warmer in there, mm-hmm. sure, I'll go out there. But if it's just as cold as it is outside, then I'm not going to go. And it's it's obviously going to be warmer because the sun and the way it's designed mm-hmm. will heat it up. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I did not get a high-end greenhouse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, and the biggest thing for me are winds. You know, yeah, in my area, yeah. I have to worry about winds. So it is a gamble. The only benefit is if a hurricane comes and destroys it, my homeowner's insurance will pay for oh, it. Oh, cool, cool. But, you know, I emailed a company and I was like, you know, hey, and I told them where I lived and everything and we're hurricane print. They sent me a quote, $10,000. For the payout? For No, for a, a, a greenhouse that can withstand you know, good, heavy winds and stuff. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, man, uh, and, you know, I was talking to my mom about it and I was like, dude, if I grew lettuce in there in the wintertime, it would be like 60,000 heads of lettuce to combat yeah, the price. Yeah, of, you would never get your yeah, money's worth out yeah. of it, you know? So we went with a much, much, much cheaper option, mm-hmm. but it is a legit greenhouse. It vents at the top. It's got a door mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I'm going to have to take extra steps to anchor it down. And then when a hurricane comes, it's just going to be pray that it doesn't get destroyed. Yeah. So, um, you know, and there's steps you can take, like you can take the panels out of it. Oh, okay. So So I could very well probably take the panels Mm -hmm. out of it. So at least the wind would just whip right through Mm -hmm. it. As long as a tree doesn't fall on it, then we're good. So, which I'll go out and cut some trees down beforehand to try and eliminate that issue. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's the big news right now. So that's huge, dude. That's absolutely huge. Yeah. It's basically a dream come true. Yeah. So, you know, you always think about stuff like that, but when you, a big purchase like that, it's just, it's hard to do. Yeah. It's well, I mean, you guys have the space, but I think that what you've, I mean, you're going to get me nostalgic because a part of what we always talk about is how we're trying to bend just a little bit nature. Right. And the truth of the matter is we aren't trying to bend nature. We're we're trying to kind of bend our garden worlds to, you know, exist with what we've been dealt with. You know, like so you live in an area where, you know, weather and really you know kind of dangerous weather impacts your garden every year and so even if you just look at the garden as it is today you know i mean we've since i've known you we've gone through one you know one storm already um and so you want to take this next step but you kind of have to consider it like i thought about that briefly for even with chicago and the winds and how the weather is and specifically because in my backyard i don't have really much to stake it to like a greenhouse to because my backyard primarily is concrete right you know so that's even better because you can stake it right to the concrete oh yeah i guess I, yeah oh get my big tools out man <laughs> yeah see so for me i don't have that option mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i have to get huge pieces of wood and sink them into the yeah. ground and build a foundation and then screw it to that and then i'm getting hurricane straps to put over it and then screw those in oh, to the ground yeah, yeah. So then that should help improve it so it doesn't... Because, I mean, essentially, you can build this thing, and before you put the panels on, you can just pick it up and walk Mm -hmm, it somewhere mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's so lightweight. So, you know, it's definitely steps to take. But, like, I'm not above just putting it over a garden. But, like I said, in the summertime, for me, it wouldn't do any good. For you, you would probably... 
it would probably do pretty well in the summertime for you. You could keep it cooler than and then here. I think for me, even that April to May period would be worth its weight in gold. So um, I was chatting with online uh, with another gardener. I'm trying to think of where she's located, but she said, "Oh, it's interesting that you're getting tomatoes in August." Like she had said, I may have mentioned this before that she had just pulled her tomatoes out. Right. You know, and so I was like, well, I didn't plant mine until June. Right. And so I was researching um, back when it comes to our weather. And you know that I wanted to start earlier this year, ended up planting later. Um, But I still if I go back to May, there's still that risk. You put some plastic or a greenhouse on top of it. I've basically mitigated that risk. So I'm getting tomatoes four to six weeks earlier um and you know part of the trouble so i mean all of these are thoughts in the future and i think maybe we're basically talking about our 2021 episodes but thinking about things like me pulling a tomato plant now if i would have thought about this two or three weeks ago that space just two or three weeks ago i didn't get that many more cherry tomatoes off of the plant i'm going to pull right I could have had that space for something else. And I'll be able to take that forward to my thought because the, the plant's on its way out if it lasts another two weeks before it dies and or yeah. infects something else. Um, but think about had I planted it a month earlier, three weeks earlier even. So anywho, right. um, there are some ideas. Right now I have my hands full with kind of all of the things I've implemented this year and some of the changes. Uh, so I'm good. But if someone, like if a FedEx or UPS driver tosses a you know, greenhouse package over my fence (laughs) into my yard, then I'm going to make it work, baby. (laughs) No. And I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been thinking, you know, cause at this point it's like, I'm just literally waiting time out Mm -hmm. before I can put it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what, you know, what is it good for? You know what I mean? Like for me, what, what am I going to use it for? And it would be to grow greens and you know, all your cold weather crops in the winter time. But then I was thinking like, because apparently, like, if you set up an unheated greenhouse, it basically puts you into the next higher zone mm-hmm. for that space. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not sure if I'm in zone 8B now or zone 9. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, I think that, so I've read on this too. I think you basically go from 8A to potentially 9A, um, mm-hmm. you know. And if it was heated, that would move you two zones. Um, but right. it'd be and I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna heat it. Yeah. I'm gonna do like passive heating uh-huh. in it and stuff. But I'm not running electricity out to yeah. it. But what? But I, you know, my, there my are point, extension cords. <laughs> there are, but there's also an electric. Yeah, bill. here, here, man. So, and that's the that's the silent killer mm-hmm. is your electric and your water mm-hmm. bill. Yeah. But the thing is, is I can plant zucchini in there a month earlier than. Yeah, that's huge. And not only that. I have less of a chance of getting a vine borer in there. Less of a chance. But no, that's the thing. We talked about this for potatoes in particular and looking at our calendars and saying like, um, I was reading about this because again, I'm just obsessed with the idea of what can you plant after potatoes have grown in a space, you know, and when it comes to the Colorado potato beetle, which is one of the things that commonly, you know, potato plants are commonly infested with, I read something that gave me a peace of mind. This is on the farmer's almanac. It said something along the lines of 
you're going to get them basically. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. you can, you know, sure you can do things like change out your soil. Uh, but if you're growing potatoes, they're going to enter your garden at some point. <laughs> I think it was written like, even if they have to walk March from Colorado, they're going to get to your garden. Yeah. Um, so you do things to try to, to hedge it off. Right. We talked about planting potatoes earlier, um, to get them up and out earlier. And so I, while I don't know for sure, and I will never know this last container of potatoes would have taken the brunt of the, the Colorado beetle, you know, like once that thing yeah. started, it was the plant that was, the other plants are further along in their growth before this kind of thing took over. So who knows? Um, but I mean, I think it's endless. You know, I think that you, uh, as we've been talking about this year, your time to plant things, certain things is a bit longer than we had thought initially. Um, you know, so yeah. you talked about like being able to get in the garden and plant some things in January. I think this opens up the types of things that you can continue to grow. So even with my makeshift, you know, plastic covered, you know, shelving unit greenhouse and the garage that I'm, gonna have to be careful not to back my car into Um, so even with that i'm talking about like spinach i'm talking lettuce i'm not i'm not going you know nothing else i mean it's just again nice to not and i do eat salads throughout the winter it'd be nice because i'm not gonna grow watermelon in january you know and i and i did exactly what you're talking about doing for Mm -hmm. years and Mm -hmm. years and years you know and it was just out of necessity yeah but this year was like no we're going to do something different. Yeah. And I looked More at like, doing the, mm-hmm. the pop-up tents mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was okay with it. And then I just started thinking about it and I've done them before. And I think they're good. I just, they don't, they don't really cut the mustard mm-hmm. for me, you know? And so if you listen to this, I'm pretty sure the episode where we actually talk about frost protection mm-hmm. comes out after. So you can compare what I'm saying before and mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. But as we were recording that, I was continuously thinking in my yeah. head, like, you know, and I, I just had kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And it, the biggest thing for me was last year, you know, my cabbage and broccoli idled mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for three months mm-hmm. in my garden, meaning there was heads of broccoli yeah. on there, but they just crept. Well, now I can get 60, 70 degree days inside of this thing. Mm-hmm. The, the nighttime, it will get... I'm pretty sure it gets just about as cold as it does outside, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit warmer Mm -hmm. unless I take extra steps. But so if I keep that in mind, I'm like, okay, we're going to have, you know, there's certain months where it gets to 30, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe 20. And if it stays five degrees warmer, dude, broccoli will keep growing. You know what I mean? Not only that, but then it'll get warmer faster. So the inside broccoli will bolt. I can collect the seeds from that. And have my outside broccoli growing already. And I'm just using broccoli as an example. So I think it also, for me, um, it starts to warm me up to getting out into the garden um, when it's cooler. So I had long sleeves on and a jacket. I think it was last week. Because like, I'm, I'm, you know... I haven't. Damn, I was outside my shirt off and yeah, dripping sweat. Yeah, it wasn't that cold, but that's just the way I'm built, you know. Like, like most women are. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it's that. You know, I have girlfriends that are like, "What are you doing? How many scarves do you need?" You know. Uh, but anywho, I was out there and I was saying to myself, "Get it out of your head. Get it out of your head," because I was just saying like. 
if I can't take this, you know, <laughs> if I'm uncomfortable and this isn't fun yeah. here, right? Um, so I said that to say, um, obviously, as I travel back and forth in the, the wintertime, I almost exclusively park my car in the garage just because, you know, to protect it against the elements. But then again, who knows? You know, once you listen to how it sounds, we'll see where that goes. But anyway, um, so that gives me an opportunity to travel from the garage to the house, check on those things. And we know everything is going to go slower, you know, in those cooler temps. And I'm not, if I could grow all the way through the year, great. But if I could get lettuce consistently in November, that's a win. And I think you also pointed out like the idea of, so now I'm running electric, more electric in November and December. Right. You know, so I'm obviously keeping that in mind. Right. And in my head balancing out, well, once I get to the point of actually seed starting next year, do I still want to be in the garage? Like, we'll see, you know, because I'd be running lights in two different places. So, yeah, you know, and, you know, and the, with the way technology is now in LED not lights, mm-hmm. it's not a big mm-hmm. deal. It's the heat that's going to get you mm-hmm. because you're going to want to knock the chill off of stuff. And, you know, and I've even contemplated with this, like, well, what if I did put a space heater mm-hmm. in there? And But I'm like, man, there's so much space I would have to create a greenhouse inside of a yeah, greenhouse, yeah. you know, it just to make it to where I would personally feel comfortable running something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's difficult, but you know, their greenhouses are getting to be more affordable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can't get them. And I mean, like I said, this is not a professional greenhouse by any means, but it's main purpose for me is extend my time. You know, I want to, I need to landscape my yard. Well, if anybody listening to this has any idea how much it costs to Mm -hmm. landscape a yard, you will know that I was willing to buy a greenhouse in order to plant flower seeds earlier to get a jump on it so I could save that money. Yeah. Okay. So like I want to put a lot of salvia in my Mm -hmm, yard. mm -hmm. Well, if I buy a pack of seeds for $3, I can get like two to $300 worth of salvia plants out of a pack of seeds. It's insane. It's completely insane to think like that. But like for the amount of space that I need to landscape, it's a no brainer. You know, you could give me $10,000 right now and I wouldn't even put a dent in it if I was to go buy plants and do all that. And not to mention, then you have to water Mm -hmm, all that shit mm -hmm, too. So, mm yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think, though, these couple of things, obviously, our conversations on the podcast and otherwise, they help me work through it. So, like you said, as we talked about frost protection, and I I think that that is next week's episode, if I'm not mistaken. Um, As we talked about that, I, you know, the wheel started turning and I said, huh, because I did want to go as far as some of the steps we talked about. But I said I could take something from this. And that's all we really want to do. Right. We want people to be able to take a little something from what we chat about. Um, So, you know, you know. Yeah, I feel pretty good, though. So um, the previous episode to this one, I re-answered your question about had garden fatigue set in and I was saying yep you know (laughs) and so like we talked about I kind of took that week and just was real chill with it and I feel refreshed right so I was able to actually get my fall starts planted 
I have a few flowers. So some of the, remember you convinced me to start indoors, kicking and screaming. So I sowed some seeds, mostly in... Um, you're welcome. July. I uh, Well, first off, I apologize on the last episode. I thanked you. We're not going to do this every week. We're going to do this all the way until next summer when you have to remind me I'm going to still be kicking and screaming. Um, you mean Ben Gardner had a good idea for absolutely. once? Absolutely. It was one of the best ideas. Wrap it's, it up, it's man. It's hard, man. It's it's hard no, to, to take that no, step. No, it's the yeah, exactly. It's the step. So as soon as I yeah. did it, it felt. So remember, just for the people in the cheap seats. Starting seeds indoors, this is year one for me. And I have had a lot of successes, but I want to talk about one of the failures as we come up. Um, And I just didn't want to go back to that, right? You know, and so I did. And it felt like just, you know, like old bag. Like I felt good being back at my little table, you know, sowing seeds with my little marker and my little painter's tape marking off, you know, what date I put what in. Um, And it felt. Well, it's something it's something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It breaks up the monotony Mm -hmm. of going outside because I did low key. I did the same thing you did. I took last week off of social media, Mm -hmm. off the garden, off the pod. I mean, I I recorded the podcast, but I didn't do anything else before. I took the whole week and just said, I'm not going to do it and came back and was able to get stuff in the garden, get some seeds put in. Mm You know, I had to replant some stuff, get some seedlings put in, and it definitely energized me, and it yeah. just broke it up. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And then getting the greenhouse definitely, you know, it's catapulted icing, yeah. it, but, yeah. you know, that didn't have anything to do with it. So, um, yeah, fatigue is a real it thing. It absolutely is. And um, I have also, in addition to planning to pull the tomato plant, I pulled my eggplants. I have one that's stuffed in somewhere that I just didn't feel like crawling into. So I pulled my eggplants out of the front yard, the front bed. Um, I I basically made the sacrifice for the cucumelons. I haven't pulled up the full trellis because it's intertwined with all of my other tomatillo plants. Um, but I've basically cleared that space as well. So I, I felt good. I planted some flowers and I just can't wait to your point of starting more flowers. Um, I won't, I mean, I'm not starting any more flowers this year, but um, next year, like I have already in my mind, I'm, haven't started the project plan yet, but it's coming. Yeah. So, uh, when it comes to the dates and around that, it felt really good to bring starts out, to harden them off, and then to plant fresh flowers that are blooming, you know. So, I have more zinnias, um, you know. So, it just felt good to put some new, some new living thing into the earth at this point. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm back I on top of you. it with my garden maintenance, you know. Right. Um, I am feeling good. I have a hell of a haul, about six pounds of jalapenos um, that I am going to be canning this week. Uh, So I pulled those out. I had to, I mean, we had rain for like six or seven straight days, but only a couple of inches. Like it really wasn't, you know, it's just damp all of that time. So I got a good time where, you know, it was dry to harvest those. Um, so I'm excited about I'm making candy jalapeno peppers. Um, so if this all goes well, look out for holiday presents. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. The only real gotcha is I felt like I closed my eyes and I woke up and it was like 
40 days from your your average first frost like when in the hell did that happen um but you know i'm just gonna brush it off i was looking back at last year's records meaning videos from last year and some of the timing and um i don't know this is true but this is the excuse i'm going to give myself i haven't got to the point of really understanding that the timing of it goes from really really hot in august like all throughout August, it's hot for us, which is going to be like your lower 90s. And then it gets to cool. Right. So we have we'll have consistently days in the 40s and 50s at night, you know, yeah. so that window, which is perfect weather for like your fall. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. But you know what ends up happening if I would have had and I will next year more starts you're talking about like kicking butt and taking names. So quick segue. Yeah. Guess what I did not kill. Kale. Yeah, boy. Yeah, baby. I, it's, it's comical. The reason they were dying. Right. And this is actually a play on like the whole social media gardening episode. So I've talked a lot about this. I've shared what the plants look like, but it's one of those things. Sometimes you have to be there. You have to be looking down on it to figure it out. So they literally were drying out like not even this, just the soil. So remember we started with, all right, I had too much soil. Right. So I was drowning them. All right. So then I pull back and started in smaller cups, you know, and then it's the the uh, right when they get there, like just before they get their true leaves, they start to get brittle. And so what I did this time is and you've seen this, like I remember one of your first suggestions to me was, you know, using um, I don't know if you still do this um, saran wrap to cover your starts. Right. So I have a couple of containers that I... It's a bitch, but I do yeah, it. I don't do that, but I have a couple of containers that were either bought for the purpose of this, where you have like the plastic thing that holds the um, starter sails, and then you have the plastic cover. So yeah. I left them in there until not only did they get their, you know, kind of their non-true leaves, but their actual true leaves. I left them in there until they got to the point where the leaves get to the top of that container like that cover then i moved them into a like regular tupperware container that had a plastic top to give them even more room to grow they're still smaller than i would normally like i would not buy a starter plant that size but at this point based on timing i said i'm gonna put them out in the yard right um but yeah man like kale is growing in my garden so i killed the first set that i started in in like the like july 24th or something it died the same way the same painful death all of the others it died and so i said i'm gonna try this one more time because that's all i was doing i wasn't like thinking like i'd actually grow kale i just wanted to see i need more at bats try to figure out what i'm doing wrong and when i noticed it started growing i'm like oh shit man like like i'm gonna be harvesting a lot of baby kale this year but it's, it's gonna be worth it so throw a slap a cover over it and you be harvesting some big kale well you know i got a couple of them in you containers know. you know so loaded up yeah. in the garage and, and look there's um a seed company it's kids seed company and um they're in Asheville, north carolina and they actually grow lettuce and kale inside all winter mm-hmm. so, what is it called again yeah, just a kids seed company okay so um i have determined that if i buy 
nothing else, I will be buying sweet pea seeds from them. Mm-hmm. Sweet pea flower seeds. Oh, yeah, seeds. yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the company we I'm talked about. I'll be buying them yeah. from them. So. So, um, but they, they, they do that, um, what are you tapping at? I don't oh, know. I'm saying that is it's it, time. My stomach is, is it, growling. It's recipe yeah, time? yeah. Mid thought, <laughs> mid thought, and it's time for the recipe of the day. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company, a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right, you heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. Go ahead, Batavia. All right. So in advance of me harvesting my sweet potatoes, (laughs) I want to share an uber duper simple sweet potato recipe. I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to share, once we get closer to the holidays, the sweet potato pie recipe. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how good Ben's going to be to me. Um, But in lieu of that... Don't hold your breath, people. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) He has no plans on being good to me. Um, In advance of that, sweet potatoes that are the size of baking potatoes, this is really good for... um, It's quite literally a stuffed sweet potato. So... Growing up, I never ate sweet potatoes this way. Um, But you take your kind of palm-sized sweet potato, wash it up, um, you pierce it with a fork. If you want to go real kind of old school, I'd call it, put it in the oven at like 350 for 45, 50 minutes, depending on how hot you get your, your oven. I rarely bake whole potatoes in the oven. I normally wrap it in saran wrap, again, piercing it to let some of that uh, moisture out. I put it in the microwave for about five minutes. Again, it's going to depend on your microwave, but you want to um, bake it or microwave it until it's soft to the touch. Um, so for this, you want, it's again, like a baked potato. You don't want it to be firm. I don't want it to be firm. Take it out. Cut the potato lengthwise. This is where it gets fun because this is when you can add any of your normal toppings you would add to a regular white potato. Um, So if you're really kind of ready to go in, you can add avocado slices. um, And you can add that in lieu of butter, right? Because there's a certain creaminess. If you're not a fan of avocado, go ahead and put the butter on there. Um, You can also do things like hot peppers. Right. Um, if you're making a meal out of it, I would add some black beans, which complements the sweet potatoes really well. Um, and so you could also do like, I mean, if you wanted to, I've never done it because I don't think the flavors work, but you can add some cheese to it. But I'm never going to say never because that recipe that I gave some time back uh, and Purple Thumb Gardener said add cheese to it and she was right. So uh, you could add cheese to it if you wanted. Um, I think for the thing about the sweet potato, one of the biggest things that some people don't know, but I think many do. Not only are you going to eat the inside of the sweet potato, you want to eat the skin of it, too. Um, So damn right. Before you do all of that, cut off any bad spots, you know, if you have them on there so you can consume the entire thing. Um, I've seen people even do salsa 
on a sweet potato. Yeah. You know, so I've done that. I think it's, it's really the world is yours when it comes to it. Um, but we're definitely getting it. I mean, it's as nutritious and more nutritious than a white potato. Although again, white potatoes are in my top five and that's just the way life is. But, um, but yeah, man, I'm hoping that I'm going to dig out at least one sweet potato so I can eat it this way. Um, if I dig out more, my family will have sweet potato pies. I've already told my mom, if I don't get any sweet potatoes out of these bags, it's going to be a sad Thanksgiving. I'm not going to go to the store and buy any. I will not. So there you have it. Damn right. You shouldn't. Yep. You shouldn't. So I'm going to have to, um, I, I can't do that recipe. No. Is it texture? I I know. I only eat sweet potatoes one way and one way only. Here we go. And what way is this? What? What do you mean? Here we go. Like you know, you're just so forceful about things. Like I'm only gonna no, eat I'm it a, this one way. I'm a sweet potato purist. Uh-huh. I only bake <laughs> uh-huh. them and I don't even cut them. I just eat them whole. Yeah. So that's just how I've always eaten sweet. I don't really do sweet potato pies mm-hmm. or yams or any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think any time because you, you could do something like adding like cayenne pepper to it to make it a little bit spicy. There are a bunch of things you could do to yeah. it, um, but everything you do to it basically alters the flavor, right? You know, like it does. Um, and a sweet potato is, I think, is one of the most perfect vegetables you can get. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you on behalf yeah. of the sweet potatoes. I speak for them. That and watermelon. Did I tell you Watermelon about? Is one of the most perfect. Fruits I keep on forgetting ever. to. I don't even find want to talk the package about the mango seeds. Melon. Well, first off, we we should since you've been mentioned it. I keep on forgetting to find a package of seeds for that watermelon that I planted so I can throw them out. Um, that one itty bitty watermelon, no good. Um, so, mango melons are done, but I saved. Are, are you going to grow them next year? Damn right I am. Look, next thought was I... Even though it doesn't taste like mango? Absolutely. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Since you saved the seeds Mm -hmm. and you're going to grow them next Mm -hmm. year, I give you full permission to change the name (laughs) so it is not misleading. If I send you seeds, will you grow mango melons with me? If you send me seeds, I'll grow them. Done. Damn it's, it. uh, so check this <laughs> but out. I'm not calling it mango melon. Well, I mean, you, you know what? You can do what you want, but I'm going to tell you that, um, so good. My neighbor called me and said, get any more of those melons. So I, yeah. um, I still have some seeds from the original package. Cause you know, melon seeds, man, they give you like four. Right. Um, but yeah. I saved a bunch, right. I mean, dozens of them. And I said, you know, let's see if they germinate. They had a better success rate germinating than the marigolds uh, seeds that I saved. So they're actually in the grill room now. Uh, they're just getting their true leaves. So I just wanted to see how it would go. Um, obviously, yeah. we, we aren't going to get to the point of where it produces fruit. Um, yeah. But I am very close to my first honeydew melon. I've been watching it like a hawk. Those bastards take a long time. How dare you talk about time. that on this show? And the people who are longtime listeners know that we do not talk about honeydew melons on this show. How dare you? Because I wanted that All reaction. All applications for co-hosts can be sent to <laughs> I wanted that the reaction. Backyard Gardener on Instagram. I have high hopes for it too, man. It's like the perfect size. Like I'm looking at it like, is that, I'm literally stepping on my milk crates. You know, I have milk crates all throughout the garden because I use them for various yeah. things. I'm stepping on the milk crate like I want to catch it because I've had a bunch of cantaloupe that um, I've like gotten to too late. Right, you know, yeah. so um, so yeah, I mean, things are going well, I think overall. 
Uh, melons are doing yeah, well. Yeah, I didn't even talk about what's going on in my garden. Yeah, I mean, because when you didn't talk, I just kept on talking. I did pull my beans, though. Uh, see, my beans are still producing. I got two cans worth of beans today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm I'm seriously, like, my whole garden looks like nothing ever grew there. It just, it's all restarted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm just, like, I'm playing the waiting mm-hmm. game now, which is actually really nice. Yeah. So, you know, I'm managing pests at this point, but as it gets cooler, they'll go away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think I'm due to give it another squirt of some neem oil today. I got something chewing on my green beans pretty hard, though. I thought about you yesterday because I put some of my kale starts out. Thank you. Yeah. Well, no. Let me finish. <laughs> so I put some of my kale starts out and some of my spinach starts. Again, this is last week. And I came back around and I'm like, the places that I put them, I raked the mulch, the wood chips to the side. Yeah. Planted them. And a couple of them have been eaten up. You know what? I'm going to stand by. Roly polies, man. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I thought about I'm you and I said, is... he doesn't know. I'm telling him, it's the roly polies. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I'm just not convinced. They're just such an innocent, sweet little creature that every child loves and adores and loves to touch and then thump it and let it roll around. I just don't believe that it can be evil. I think every I... child that's and then squished a roly poly because you are it's one step closer to retaining my starters. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it is, man. Yeah. You know, I and I mean I, to be quite frank, I've had a lot of issues getting seeds to germinate because it was so hot. Mm-hmm. We just started getting into like the upper 80s, which seems like it's hot. Yeah. But if you compare that to the upper 90s, yeah, that's yeah. a big difference. Mm-hmm. So, and our nights are starting to get down into the 70s. So things are. I think, I think I'm good. You know, I think like I have this planting schedule that my um, extension service put out. And I think I need to alter it a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think that by, you know, hopefully it'll work and we can all, you know, it'll be altered enough now to see. But, um, I, you know, I've had a lot of issues with like getting the seeds to actually germinate and um, we'll see how it turns out. But that wood mulch, that shit's coming out of my garden stat. So like, I do want to take set. a moment and. I'm just, you know, as long as I got the free mulch guy, I have like, I can count on one hand the times I've pulled weeds this year, maybe two hands. Like yeah. when I say like actually going back to pull up. So it's definitely effective, but I'm going to, I mean, for me, since it's free and I mean, I think if it's a smaller investment, I'm not going to bother about trying to conserve these wood chips. Right. So I'm raking it aside and, you know, for the wood that's still kind of whole in a sense i'll put it in a, one of the million buckets i have because it's a whole deal trying to figure out where to put it and all of that like um, oh i move it to my flower garden my flower beds and stuff i've been totally removing it and putting in flower beds that's what i'm doing with the potato dirt so i have been using the potato dirt in some containers that i'm growing some like leafy greens in because that's supposed to be safe mm-hmm. but i'm also using it for flowers that's been trying to and if folks out there especially those uh, my container garden tribe for those people talk to me about what you're doing when it comes to this soil, because that is an expense. 
um, you know, and how you're re- um, using the soil and how you're amending it. I have a couple of things that I'm doing. Um, last year I had like three or four garbage bags of garden soil that I ultimately kind of spread around the garden in various containers. And so since I'm always going to grow flowers, cause that's how I roll. Um, I, I do want to make sure I get the most out of this soil. Um, so yeah, no. Yeah, it's uh well actually I didn't even tell you what I'm most excited about the greenhouse for. What? What? I'm what? excited about planting a flower in there in the wintertime. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually because you know, winter gets very drab. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be nice to have some color, you know, even if it's just like a couple pansies or just mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. that you can go in there and admire. I just I look forward to that. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm, 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 I'm super, super, obviously I didn't even talk about my garden all the time. I just talked about that, but I'm excited about that. And you know, my flower game this year was successful on a complete amateur level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I definitely learned a lot and next year will probably be just as much of a technical failure hopefully with just little improvements here and there. Mm-hmm. So it depends on what I can get to grow from seed. You know what yeah. I mean? I just, our, our garden center is going to have their 50% off sale soon. Oh, okay. So we'll go up there and stock up. But, um, you know, we always do that. And, but when I do that, it's like hit or miss if it makes it or not. It's really difficult. Yeah, so. I wonder if they're this season's um, uh, flowers, bulbs and all, or are they selling some old stuff? Yeah. It's everything from this okay. year. So, you know, they just can't keep it for the winter, okay. so they got to get rid of it. But, you know, oh, I got a free Black Eyed Susan off the side of the street, too. I was pretty oh, happy cool. about that. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they're so, durable flowers, perennials, too. Hey, listen. Yeah, that was a. I have the feeling like you're wrapping up and I need to ask you something. Um, oh, go ahead. Where are you getting garlic from? Um,. Not on what you tagged me on on Instagram. That's one thing. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I've I've grown garlic from the grocery store before. Have you? So I could very well do that, or I'll probably try and go to like my garden center and get the garlic. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Yeah, I haven't decided. I still have time. I mean, I still have two months before I need to plant my garlic. Yeah, I have a little bit of time too, and um. I'm still torn between, you know, I'm still a little bit apprehensive when it comes to ordering things online like this. You know, seats are, I've come around to that, obviously, clearly. Um, But when it comes to those things, I actually am going to send an email to uh, the place where I bought the potato seeds because one of them clearly did really well, but the other variety didn't do well at all. And obviously there is a bunch of user potential issue and error in it yeah but you know you just never know it's um i'm curious if they've received feedback when it comes to that particular variety um but i said that to say i i mean every place that i would consider reputable is sold out (laughs) when it comes to yeah you know garlic so i think i think the best bet for something like that is to try and get it locally Honestly, I think that's really, you know, I know when I lived up north, there was, uh, we always shopped at this one place and um, they always had it. So we would go up there and get it. But my God, they charge a lot for it. 
And I think I actually one year ended up just sticking what came from the grocery store in the ground mm-hmm. and got garlic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think the um, um, the I went to again Menards when I was getting the shelving, and they're the place that I got. Uh, it's a home improvement store, right? You know, yeah. so they're the equivalent of Lowe's and Home Depot, and they're the place that I got like the super cheap starter trays. Um, yeah. there are places that I got the rusted potato seed potatoes, you know, they had them and out and a lot earlier than other places were shipping them. And so I said to myself, I think maybe I've seen garlic there before. So I asked one of the associates and the funniest thing, she's basically like, you know, she's like garlic powder. Cause they sell kind of household stuff too. I'm like, Oh no, no garlic, the plant. And like the certainty when she's like, Oh no, no, that's past. Like basically she knows that they don't have any plants to plant like vegetable plants anymore. So she's just put it all in the same category in her mind. I didn't even bother saying, well, no, actually they would be in the store this time of year. Maybe you guys don't, carry them but this is the time of year well a lot of times you'll find them tucked in a corner somewhere. yeah i did the i explored the store yeah so um that was yeah. just one of their locations so i'm gonna poke around a little bit further you should go to a, like an actual nursery yeah i'll give it a try but the ones in my area that have been tried and true i mean they've really been impacted with what they've been putting on the shelves this year you know, really the pandemic. yeah like the pickings have been thin yeah. So. Yeah, people are people are starting gardens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People are definitely growing food, and you know, it it should and it, it's going to be interesting for next year because everybody that started this year is going to expand next year. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope yeah. so too. But if I need a quick start because something didn't work, it's going to suck. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a, so, a sacrifice we'll make for the community. Because uh, for me, it. when it comes to the starts, so I'm trying to think. I purchased kale. Oh, no, I purchased collards and cabbage. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I want to save this for our lessons learned. Um, yeah. But oh wait, I got something to tell you. Yeah. My cabbage is done. So my no, got nothing out of my it. My granny came to visit me, ah! and she's 92 years uh-huh, old. Uh-huh. She's the one that grew up on the yeah. farm. And um, I was like, she's like, I just, you know, I, I got to get my hands in some dirt. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I hear you, Granny. And she's like, I got to go out and get some vegetables. And I was like, hold that thought. I was like, what's she going to grow? She's like, I need to grow some collards, mustard, and some turnip greens. And I said, I got you. I said, so I went in there and I got some um, seeds mm-hmm. for uh, turnip greens and mustard and i was like here you go i was like well we're gonna have to share the turnips now <laughs> so i was like i'll get a little bag for them and i was and i had the mustards and i was like you just have all the mustards she's like just mix them all together honey mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and i was mm-hmm. like what you talking about she's like i'm just gonna throw them out there and let them grow mm, and i was like all right yeah so then i went and i had some collards that i'd started and i was like you know because she's not gardening as much yeah, you know yeah very very little Mm -hmm. she's 92 years old and so i was like i'll give you some collards i had a six pack that i had grown and i pulled i was like how many you want she's like whatever you can give me so i was like well you want all of them 
She's like, no. I was like, well, here, how about two? She's like, well, I want you to have some collards, too. And I was like, I already got collards in the garden. And I got four collards. She's like, well, I just want you to eat. I want you to have your collards. And I was like, Granny, I love you. I want you to have these. You would have thought that I wrote her a check for a million dollars. That's classic grandmother. She was just as happy as she could be. No, the classic grandmother part is, well, no, no. I want you to have some, too, right? Oh, that's the sweetest thing. And so we were like walking around and I was giving her a tour of the gardens and stuff. And I said, and this is my, my butternut squash. She's like, what's that? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, what do you mean? What's that? She's like, I never had that before. Cause she's country, yeah, like yeah, yeah. country, North Carolina. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I was like, I showed her what one was. I was like, here, I'll give you one to take home. She's like, well, you don't have enough for yourself. I was like, granny, come with me. I opened my cabinet. I was like, I got 25 butternut squash in here. She's like, I'll take one then. I was like, all right. She's like, how do I cook it? So I had to tell her how to cook it and everything. I hadn't talked to her yet. I don't really talk to her on the phone because she's kind of hard to hear and I get tired of yelling yeah, at her. Yeah, yeah. But um, she's going to go. I bet she ate the shit out of it too. Because she goes to her families. They still have farms and stuff. She'll go at the end of the year and get like peas and stuff like that. She'll shell, 92 years old, shelling yeah. peas. That's a hard yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. I've told you this when it comes to one of my horrid memories of gardening as a child, there are two, one, when I had to go use the bathroom in the wild in the garden, um, because my grandfather's like, we're not going to drive back home. Like take, take that girl over there. It was probably like, take that gal over there. And my grandmother (laughs) has my hand real tight and I just know there's going to be a snake, you know, I'm, 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 definitely like six or seven or something like that so that's one memory and the second memory is how um my friends on the block so i i grew up in an era where you went out and played outside and you know you had all of the friends that were your age or near your age right and so they i could hear them playing outside as i was either on the front porch or on the side of the house like you know in a chair shelling peas and beans and, and things yeah that had been gotten out of the garden so those were not moments where I, I said you know I want to do what produced this which again is the irony right. in years and years later it's like hey I could put a garden here I could shell peas instead of going out and playing <laughs> yeah you could do the it. the only thing I can say though is I go into the bathroom in my home if I have to use the bathroom now in the garden so there's no, oh, yeah, there's no like going out there. This gal doesn't go into the corner, you know. Oh, you're missing out well, on life. Yeah, you know. I, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. particular about where I drop trowel around the garden. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, well, I mean, you've seen my space. There's plenty of room, so. It's funny. I'll take David out there, my son, and um, he'll be out there and he'll be like, Daddy, I got to go potty. I'm like, all right. I'm like, can you make it now? He's like. No, I think I'm just going to go in the woods, Daddy. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead, then. He's like, you want me to find a weed to, to uh, kill? And I'm like, yeah, go find a weed to kill. Because, you know, pee will kill yeah, yeah, weed yeah. In, the, in the grass and yeah. stuff. So I'm like, go ahead. Say what you so find. He's, I mean, he loves it. So You realize that he says Daddy at the beginning and the end of all of his sentences? You've heard yeah, him do yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cute, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daddy, I got a good pee, yeah, Daddy. Yeah, he uh, does. He sure uh, does. Uh, he's he's <laughs> funny, man. It's, you know, he's into planting in the garden, mm-hmm. kind of. And he's definitely into harvesting, but I can't get him to connect to, like, the whole package, yeah. you know? And I think it's just an age yep, thing, yep, yep. you know? 
So, I mean, he went out there and helped me put in that shitty irrigation system I have, <laughs> which I'm still not impressed with, but nothing's died from it. Okay. So that's a positive, especially with how hot it still is there. So, you know, I still yeah. have your town on my weather app. And yeah. every now and again, I'll actually, instead of it defaulting to Chicago on the main screen, it'll pull up the listing of them. And I'm like, ah. Oh, Cause I've been, I I was jealous earlier in the season when you guys were so warm, but then when it was getting blazing hot, I'm just like suckers. <laughs> Dude, it was brutal this summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wait until January, you'll probably be jealous again. I'm a, I have yours on mine yeah. too, and it's not very impressive in the summer, but in the winter time, I'm gonna be I'm watching sure. it like a hawk. Yeah, because right now it shows you're 81 and I'm 75. Um, yeah, no, we're we're a little higher than 81 yeah, yeah. today. Yeah. The the uh, internet apps have been off by about eight degrees this year i've noticed interesting it's really annoying yeah. oh yeah yeah R- really annoying well i'm still gardening but i'm a gardener as- i will hell i might be gardening for the rest of the year i don't know i'm excited for you i can't wait to talk I'm nervous about this. man yeah. i'm super nervous yeah <clears throat> i don't know you, you know i think i might be able to get some good brussels sprouts though we're if we're saying like goals we're setting goals for the greenhouse that's one of them brussels sprouts is because we sure. talked about how long they really need right mm-hmm. yeah i'm I, you know i'm all in on brussels sprouts right now right oh i have 12 brussels oh, sprouts there i have 12 planted right now oh my i went all in i said you know what i'm not even gonna play games anymore I pulled all the guns out, all the weapons. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting it. I got the gnomes out there like patrolling every Wick night. Garden episode update. Yeah. Oh, I got the John Wick gnome out there. He's going at it hard. They got crushed by some kind of insect. I sprayed them. They're coming back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're starting to grow. So you know, because I had some stuff that I started by seed like chard, and it just stopped growing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, my chard. Yeah, my actually it did it this year. Um, so I'm about to enlighten you. Uh oh. Well, two things. One, Ford Hook chard is like it's recommended if you don't grow it and you. Uh, this is my recommendation for when it's too hot to grow lettuce because it's much milder than any other chard um so my rainbow chard which is beautiful um which is most times a little bit more earthy if you will Mm -hmm. um it is like continuing to stay as baby chard i mean it's been planted a while i had that i had that this year and it stayed from the time i planted it in april Mm -hmm. until august when i pulled it up it didn't grow at all Mm. i mean mine's grown i I direct seed it like in june but it's like it's dwarf size compared to the uh ford hook chart and i'm okay with it because it's actually better when it's younger but i don't even know if i can consider it younger because the leaves are technically still old they're just small (laughs) so i looked it up though because for seedlings and stuff and it's a um it's an air issue oh yeah the roots aren't getting enough air interesting yeah, that's um something that I was pretty surprised about, and it was um from what I understand that's a it's a watering issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like I guess if you over like obviously if you over water you can get root rot. You know what I mean? Like that's obvious. But if you water too much, then the air or the soil gets too compacted, then it won't get air to the roots, which will cause it to do that. So. I'm like, great, you know, because I had some things that just stunted. Yeah, st- I don't know if this is going to be you describe a thing and then I f- 
force fit my problem into it. So my oldest uh, garden bed, so all of my garden beds that are in the cage, maybe they're technically the oldest. That's where I first started growing. And Mm -hmm. for years I grew without them actually being in beds. I just grew in the soil. Um, But when it comes to the raised beds that I have, the oldest raised bed I have is in the backyard on the concrete patio. And every year I'm adding soil to it. You know how that goes. It washes out of the bottom of it. Right. Um, And this particular bed, it's bed number 13. um, I noticed once I dug a bit, I've worked this bed up like four times this year, finally finished planting in it, you know, last week. But the soil that's about three inches down is very like, um, not quite muddy. It's crap soil. Like if I would have, like I would have never shoveled this into my garden. Very um, kind of um, dry and like mud chips almost. And so mm-hmm. this is the same bed where my chart is. Uh, so some of it's doing fine. The Ford hook chart's doing fine, but the rainbow, the ruby red is what it actually is called, isn't so much. And so I was looking at it saying to myself, I topped the bed off and I'm saying to myself, shit. I mean, am I really going to have to like really turn this over? I might have to pull this soil out. So right now stuff is growing. We'll see. I have the rosemary that's, you know, come back from last year. Um, but you may be on to something when it comes to my chart because it's the same or and or these seeds are probably two years old. I mean, they germinated and grew, but I don't know. I don't think that two years is too much for chart. I would hope though. not. Because that's, that's a mighty big yeah, seed yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy how big the seed mm-hmm. is. I don't think that, I don't think that's um, an issue. I think you know. I don't know. I mean, and that's the problem with this stuff mm-hmm. is you could chase your tail trying to diagnose an issue, but you know, I definitely had some seedlings this summer that just did not grow, yeah. and I kind of had the same thing in the winter too. So I don't know. I mean, you know, that was part of the reason why my tomatoes went out small mm-hmm. and everything else. And the other thing was, is my seed trays that I used didn't have an, they weren't big enough. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So that was definitely an issue, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I know that my chart in the garden though, did not do anything. It should have at least bolted. (laughs) It didn't die, but it just Mm -hmm. didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. It just like sat there and looked at me like you're an idiot and there's nothing you can do to change me. Mm -hmm. So it was frustrating. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm not going to troubleshoot it any further. I'll be honest with you. You know, no. so. I'm done troubleshooting it. So <laughs> anything you got to tell the good people? Uh, check me out on YouTube for my um, color green harvest, as well as my potato, white potato harvest. There are a couple of videos out there for that. If you aren't starting a fall garden yet, and you still have four to six weeks before your first frost date, do it, do it now. My very last update, if you haven't started a fall garden yet, start planting your spring garden, because I am. Planting or planning? Planning, N-N-I-N-G, for spring. Okay. Planting, T-I-N-G, for fall, if you still have time. You heard it first from Queen Batavia, mm-hmm. the queen of all gardens, mm-hmm. the queen of flowers, yeah. the queen of bees. There she is. Just the queen of mm-hmm. queens. And for me, stay tuned. I got a big announcement, hopefully coming to a streaming service near you in about a month, hopefully. We'll see mm-hmm. um, whether dependent on this as usual for gardening. 
But um, otherwise, everybody stay cool. No, actually, you know what? Warm up. Get up there and work in your mm-hmm. garden. Dig a Break little a bit. Sweat. Love yeah. it. Break a sweat because it's going to get cold mm-hmm. soon. And if it already is cold, my condolences to you. But you can make it happen because the next podcast coming out will tell you about that. And what is the next podcast after that one, Batavia? Because you are the queen of all scheduling. Clearly, because you know what I have it in. I know. You have it in this massive spreadsheet that you currently (gasps) have access to multiple places. Oh, I'm so excited about this one. So after frost protection, which is next week, we have what did we love about our gardens this year? Wait, wait. There it is. (laughs) Oh, there it is. So in frost protection and what did we love about our gardens next year? Some people will love a lot and some people won't. We'll have to find out until next time. We'll catch you guys later. See ya. Thank you for listening to us today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Backyard Gardens Pod. And we share gardening tips and clips from the show. And we would love to see your gardens and share them with everybody. So if you want to join us and you want to share your gardens, feel free to use the hashtag BYG podcast. And if you want to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens, where we have the full show and clips and all the recipes broken down for you. And until next time, learn to grow and grow for change. And we're going to call it a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.